so I did what I should Hung my stocking on a wall, didn't get a thing at all Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Cause I didn't get nothing last year Well, stayed up late at night to see Santa Claus right Sure enough, don't you know that boy didn't show Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in Christmas Don't believe in You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Uh, I was just sitting in the other room. Uh, (coughs) Smoking a fatty. Actually, no, I wasn't smoking a fatty. I'm getting to be a fat... Unless unless I lit myself on fire. (laughs) Because I'm... (laughs) I was just eating some split bee soup, two pieces of toast, some uh, palmetto uh, cheese on the uh, toast, a little bit, just a little bit, and some uh, peppermint tea. Um, Christmas is almost here. I didn't want to deprive any of the miners of some Christmas spirit. Um, I don't know, again, this is going to be pretty fucking uh, impromptu, impromptu, is that French, impromptu? Uh, So anyway, um, because I wasn't even prepared, I just thought, I'm going to go in the other room, and I was singing, uh, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine, you make me happy when skies are gray, and for some reason, it like uh the 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 holiday spirit um it overcame me i leaped up i didn't leap up i actually just kind of got up and thought you know what i feel really sleepy my stomach is like almost distended because i i have had so much i have i've had a lot of soup today but i'm doing one of those deals where i had last night off you know the drill so i'm bored and not only that, but I woke... The one thing about gaining weight when you work a weird shift is um, there's times where you will wake up several times. Say you'll fall asleep for two or three hours. You'll wake up and you'll think, well, I'll eat a little something and then I'll go back to sleep. Or you'll be awake and you think, well, you know, I'm going to eat a little something and that'll make me dozy and I'll go to sleep. So... If you wake up about four or five times, <laughs> you're just, that's a lot of soup. Anyway, and it's progresso, and it's good. I'm trying to think what I had. Some kind of chowder. Um, some kind of chowder. And then uh, a beef stew. And then um, the split pea. I had bought a um, pecan pumpkin pie. And it... Well, it's basically a pumpkin pie, and it's got some brown sugar on the top and pecans on the top, and it's really good. Now, I didn't eat the crust or anything. I I ended up giving that to the dogs um, so they could have that, and um, 
um, but I, I ate the, uh, a lot of the, the filling and the nuts, and it was really good, but it's very sweet. And yesterday, I got out of the house. Uh, I fell asleep for about three hours in the morning, and I thought, why the fuck? Why the fuck did I... Um, I went to sleep, and I only, and I just woke up. Why couldn't I have slept for like eight hours? And I was, and then, you know, when life gives you lemons, and you make lemonade, well, I got up, and I thought, I know Star Wars, The Last Jedi, starts at 12.30. I didn't even look at the clock, but I knew that I had probably slept too long, that I missed it, which I kind of did. But... I thought, well, I'm just going to get my iPad and fuck around on it. Um, and I was laying down on my bed, and I got my iPad, and I was looking at some stuff. And um, I thought, well, maybe I'll check and see um, when the next showing is. It'll probably be about, like, you know, 3 o'clock or something like that. Well, there was another showing at 1 o'clock. And I had, uh, like, a half an hour uh, to make it to the theater. And it only takes me maybe, like, 15 minutes to get there. So I laid there and I thought to myself, get up, get up, you fucking piece of shit, get up. And I, <laughs> I have a voice in my head that it's like when somebody is, um, in the movies, when you see, like, I don't know if they're paralyzed or if they're scared or something like that, cause they're in war and somebody's shooting guns over their head and they're just like, get the fuck, move fucking move and then I finally got up and got moving I uh, got my shit on drove to La Theater I got there a little early and so it starts um, this theater I like it because the, the times that they advertise uh, for the start time is the fucking start when the movie will start there is no I mean they still show previews and everything but if the previews take 20 minutes, well, if it says 1 o'clock, then, you know. So I got there. I walked in, and I saw the previews for, I believe it was Avengers uh, with Thanos of Titan. And um, uh, they had um, Dr. Strange in there. Um, Black Panther looked really cool. I can't wait to see that fucking movie. But when he says, you know get this man a shield and fucking cap steps out of the out of the shadows and i guess he's wearing the nomad gear apparently he must have um kind of uh decided that he was going to go undercover he and just you know uh, uh i don't know what the fuck i'll have to watch the movie just like yun's guys i know what happens in the comic books and i remember the nomad character and all that but you had bucky there and um he's going to be in the um uh, Tanya Harding movie, which looks fucking, it looks so fucking funny and and just like so white trashy. I love it. It just looks so good. Um, and you know Sebastian Stan, uh, when you see him at first in that trailer, I'm so used to seeing him as uh, Bukai. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck's his name? Um, Bucky is Bucky Barnes. Is it James? Something like that. I always called him Bucky when he when when I fucking read Captain America when I was a kid and uh, Stanley and Jack King Kirby were doing the shit. Bucky was a, a an army brat. He was actually like a a teenager. <clears throat> and then when they did the movie, they they try you know of course they want to make things more 
realistic, like the Captain America uniform was more or less the the one that you saw in the comics from back then uh, was just like some goofy uniform they gave Cap to wear on the stage when he was doing USO tours. Um, but anyway, is it James Bucky Barnes? James Bucky Barnes. I think it is, but they never... I, I just remembered it. It was always his Bucky. And you know what I always said, and I always joke around about this. I said, since they called him Bucky, and that was his nickname... Now what the goddamn fuck? Now the other day, you see, maybe I need to be on Chrome. But the other day, my, um, um, James, Bucky, oh, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, what the hell are you doing? Uh, the other day, when I got on this stupid fucking computer, um, I had told Loaf that for some reason, my Google stopped working. And I even downloaded Chrome, and it was like any time I try to use Google, Bucky Barnes, it it won't work. And then the other day when I came in, it fucking worked, and now it's back to not working. This site can't be reached. www.google.com server IP address could not be found. Now, see, isn't that weird? So why did it work the other I, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, to tell you the truth. But uh, maybe I was looking on Firefox and I didn't realize. See, Firefox will work. Is this Google? Whatever. You guys don't want to hear this crap. But so anyway, there might be something on my firewall that's that's blocking it or my uh, antivirus or something like that. I don't care as long as I can look at something. But um, they always, you know, Bucky was always Bucky Barnes. In the, the And I always thought, especially back in the 50s when, um, when comics... Uh, they would have like these kind of goofy, silly characters. I'm surprised that Bucky didn't have great big buck teeth. You know, like, hey, Cap, what's going on? Like Gary Busey as Bucky or something like that. That would have been funny. Um, let's see what we got going on here. We have The Last Jedi. Now, I'm going to talk about The Last Jedi because I went and saw it. And, you know, it just, that's on. Google, I think. I mean, it's just IMDB, and I don't see the little eh, whatever. I don't know what's going on here, people. It's a mystery. I'm probably being hacked, which I don't give a fuck. Uh, I do, but you know, I ran all the scans and I did everything. I'm thinking about possibly um, just putting in the boot disk and just you know, uh, just saving my picture. There's nothing on here. This old desktop. Uh, I use my iPad for everything. Um, anyway, so. Star Wars The Last Jedi. I went into it with eyes wide. I saw the trailer. Thought it looked good. I liked the last two movies. I liked Rogue One and I liked the uh, the other one that introduced Poe Dameron, which is a good comic. I've said before on this um, podcast that the uh, Marvel Star Wars comics are really good. Now, the well, I'll tell you what. The um, Darth Maul one... I started reading that, and right at first I was like, well, okay, this one isn't very good. But then after I read it a little bit, it was pretty good. Um, but probably the weaker, weaker one of them, there's a Mace Windu uh, one, two, I believe. I got like a one a one shot of that just introducing it. But I, I the ones I basically had was uh, Dr. Aphra, just the one called, just, you know, called Star Wars, and one called Poe Dameron. And it's really good. I follow those. I need to get back on because I think my subscriptions are running out on those. And I want to keep them up because I, I even, I mean, compared to the uh, 
to the superhero comics really um the star wars ones are ones that the the story you know goes on it's a long-running story and they're and they're just actually good you know i look forward to them uh right now i think daredevil which is which is still really good i mean every time they would cancel one of my subscriptions because the the title got canceled i would just have them switch it over to star wars or not star wars but daredevil and i had like 52 issues of daredevil and it's finally coming coming uh to where it's um i'm down to my last couple of issues but it's it's still really good the writing in it's good the art in it's good and everything um and i think that's about maybe the only i'm trying to think what other ones i have going right now cuz i think guardians of the galaxy ran out but i need to get that one started again been reading a lot of um of dc but i've been just getting getting i don't have like any kind of subscription or anything i just get those individually on comics explained or comics explained that's a goddamn youtube thing on uh, things from another world and um they have the 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 watchman tie-in is starting up and that's what's really keeping me interested and then of course like i said you, you know i've talked to you guys before about uh the uh, Dark Horse comics that I really like, which all of those, well, I shouldn't say all of them because I don't read all the Dark Horse comics. There's, a, there's, a lot, I mean, I think they just came out with a Laura Croft one. I'm just kind of curious as to, as to what that's going to be like. Most of the ones I read are like Mike Mignola uh, and um, kind of that kind of genre where it's a like almost a Lovecraft kind of a feel. Uh, there's some horror ones. There was. Um, Oh my gosh, you know, Hellboy, BPRD, um, and some ones like that that I really like. But I get on that Things from Another World and I start looking at all these comics coming out. And um, like Dynamite Comics has some good ones. There's a a Shadow, uh, you know, who knows what lurks in the evil minds of men. (laughs) The Shadow knows. He has his own individual book, but then there is a team-up going on right now between him and and Batman, which is kind of cool, um, you know. And that was, you know, that's an old that's an old movie. I think I still have it on VHS that that I kind of liked uh, when it came out and saw it in the theater with Alec Baldwin as the Shadow, and um, you know they did it really well. I don't think it didn't do very well in the theaters. It was supposed to. Um, I think be a series of movies almost like Batman or something but it didn't do that well in the theaters but it was you know I thought it was really good I still enjoy watching it every once in a while pulling it out of the out of the um what you call it out of the dusty basement be yeah the dungeon like Stu Hart's dungeon in Calgary Alberta Canada um so anyway I went to see the uh last Jedi and um I I I enjoyed this. Now, I had not read anything about it, and d- other than see the initial, you know, the the, the trailer, um, but I tried to stay away from any talk about it. Even I did see something where they said some people there uh, had some problems with it, and they're already bitching. And then after I watched it, I started reading stuff, and they said there's a petition going around that they wanna they want to actually. Uh, like write this movie off the books and say that you know it didn't exist in the in the canon of Star Wars because of some of the stuff that happened and they want to it seemed to me and you know I just kind of I was reading it and it just seemed to me like people were saying you know we want to um, keep the uh, 
kind of like the the base of it, the old story, the base of it, and they think that it's getting like with uh, Luke and Leia and Han and all that stuff. Now, of course, like I said, you know, the, from what I have read, there's a Han Solo uh, movie that's going to be coming out where he's you know younger and everything. Because you know, spoiler alert, we know what happened. T- to him, and it seems like some of these new people kind of want to keep with those characters, even if they go back in time and do prequels and everything. That's one thing. Okay, like the Star Wars comic, the one just titled Star Wars, actually still is Luke and Leia and Chewie and Han. And then, like, uh, Dr. Aphra and Poe Dameron are like the what's going on in the new movies with the new characters and they're making like i said dr afra is a great character i love that fucking character and wish that they would um when i saw the character of rose in the last jedi i thought oh my god they're going to do dr afra but it was a totally different character um which i liked her character too this one had a good blend of um of action it had uh um a lot of funny stuff in it and little critters and characters but it wasn't like how George Lucas did it and fucked it up when he added the 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 kind of funny characters like the or funny or whatever you know like the Ewoks and Jar Jar Binks and stuff like that which irritated everybody and I didn't like they have little characters and stuff like that in here and things that make you laugh but it's it's not um it's it doesn't suck <laughs> and i like how they handled all the stuff in this i like how there were about three different stories kind of you had you know the stuff with poe you had the stuff with um uh uh ray and kylo ren and uh then you had the other shit with um oh what's his name finn um, and they, there were several, I mean, it all revolved around the same thing, but the, you know, these people went off to go do something. These people are doing something. There's some other shit going on here. Luke's sitting on a fucking rock. It looks like, uh, uh, fucking Orson Welles. <laughs> he wasn't really fat, but that beard, when I saw that Orson Welles, com- uh, old commercial today online, I thought, God damn with Luke with that big fucking bushy gray beard and unkempt hair he looked like orson wells uh you added a few people i'm not gonna say who uh i mean actors and uh for different parts uh that showed up and i was like oh shit you know um hux is a fuckhead uh <laughs> kylo ren's a fuckhead uh a conflicted fuckhead daisy ridley i like her character i i um I really liked her in the first movie she was in. I liked the the spirit that she brought. She was cute, and she had this kind of uh, uh, kind of a, a little bit of an innocent thing going there. Like when she fixed whatever was going on in the Millennium Falcon, and she fixed it, and she looked at like Han or whoever, and she goes, "I fixed it," you know, it's like just out of the blue, like she was so happy with herself, which was funny and it was kind of cool. Um, I enjoyed the whole fucking movie. It, it's about, I think, like two and a half hours long, but I didn't give a shit. Um, now, I will say that one of my friends at work uh, came in and I said, hey, uh, he said, hey, I went to see the Star Wars fucking movie. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. I said, was it any good? And he goes, yeah, it was good. And that's all I ask. And, and that's, you know, when somebody hasn't seen it, and I told him I hadn't seen it, 
you know, you you can tell them, yeah, it was good. There's a lot of action. Uh, you you can go into things without saying, without giving up shit. And I'm sitting there, and he <laughs> he just out of the blue just drops this huge fucking thing that happens, and I was pissed. And I said, well, goddamn, thanks a lot. I said, well, you know what? Now I don't even have to go fucking see it. You just saved me fucking money. Uh, from now on. I'll just wait for you to go see a movie, and then you can just tell me all about it. And we had talked before about another guy at work that was a that spoils everything. He can not only does he spoil shit for you, but if you say, "Hey, man, check this fucking movie out," uh, other and we might even have it on DVD right there, and we're gonna watch it. And he will go over and get on the fucking internet, on Wikipedia, and read all about it before he watches the fucking movie. And I mean, he doesn't give a shit. And I and I'm like, okay, like Sammy even said from Gentleman's Guide, that he really didn't care about spoilers. Well, that's fine, and that's the person's prerogative. Uh, but keep it to your fucking self. Now, if you know somebody else that doesn't care about spoilers, talk all goddamn do da day long about it. But don't go up to somebody and say, "Man, guess what? I heard so and so did this, and and then in the end, blah blah blah." And at first. When I was watching this, I thought that motherfucker was fucking with me because what he said did not happen, and then it did. But um, it didn't bother me because I kind of number one, I kind of expected it to happen um, because of what's going on with the movies. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed the whole fucking thing. There were times where I was laughing. Uh, there was a, a lot of tense moments and stuff. Um, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't, uh, you know, shitty George Lucas. Um, you know, like I said, you guys know how I feel about the, uh, from Ewoks, uh, and then all, and then his three fucking shitty prequels. I did not like, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen him and I've seen some of them more than once. And I, you know, I gave him uh, two or three chances and, they're, they are the bottom of the barrel, and then these new ones, um, Rogue One, this one, and what the hell was the other one called? I keep saying, and I keep forgetting what it's fucking called. Um, Force Awakens. Um, I think that's what it was called, wasn't it? With uh, Daisy Ridley? I liked all those. Yeah, right here it is. What the, why, am I, why am I being such a dumbass? Uh, Force Awakens, yeah. Force Awakens, Rogue One, and this one, I liked all three of them. And if they keep on this route, 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 uh, I will be happy. Yes. And introducing new characters and shit like that, you know. Um, you know time goes on. And, and like I said, if you want to go back and uh, do a Han Solo movie, uh, again, and, and in the, in the, the uh, comics, they, have a, they had a Darth Vader title, which was great. And it goes back uh, before, you know, Vader all the shit happened with him and it where he met his demise when he was the king shit of the whole goddamn the most feared motherfucker and and that's how they introduced Dr. Afra, you know. Um which, you know, uh she worked for him. She's fucking scared to fucking death uh of him, but still didn't give a shit cuz she's kind of mer- very mercenary at heart. Um so anyway, I recommend Star Wars the Last Jedi. And I would probably give it like an 8 um, maybe a little bit more than that. Nudge it to an eight point two five. I won't go to an eight and a half, but I really liked it, and I would go see. It. I I would probably buy it 
watch it again. Like seeing it. And one thing, um, the um, it wasn't too loud. I, I expected it to be too loud. Now, I said in the very top row, I, I did that the last movie I went to see, which was what? I went to see something here recently. Sit in the very back row. Fuck, what the hell was that? It was only just a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember. Anyway, um, I like sitting up there, Plus, because, number one, there's nobody behind you. And I go in the middle of the day, so there's probably not a lot of people in the theater. But, of course, since it's Christmas and uh, school's probably out, there was several people in there. Um, and, you know, I three different times, people's cell phones fucking went off. And I'm like... I didn't say anything, but I was just like, God damn. And then there was a guy with like three little kids sitting in the back row with me. And I sat on the very end and they sat like more than halfway. So they were a good ways away from me. But his fucking cell phone went off twice. And I just want to say, dude, hand me your cell phone if you don't know how to like, you know, put it on do not disturb uh, or just put it on so the ringer's off and it just vibrates because you're annoying the fuck out of people. And then, you know, of course, that he has to, the, the woman, when her cell phone went off, she just, you know, basically, uh, like, turned it off and put it back in her purse. This guy's down there and is out of the corner of my eye, my peripheral vision, and that light is so fucking bright. Give me your fucking phone and I'll show you how to turn the brightness down on it, too. So if you do want to check it, it's not like a goddamn, you know, the, the North Star fucking uh, beacon shining over there in the corner of my eye. But what are you going to do? He was there with little kids, and I wouldn't say anything anyway. Loaf would say something. He would be pissed. He would probably be like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> but I did not want to, you know. And I'm old, man. I was sitting there, and I know, like I said, I had slept for about three hours before I went. So I'm all kind of, you know, uh, uh, not loose and stretched out. And goddamn, a two-and-a-half-hour movie there. I, I was I was stretching and everything else sitting in my seat. People probably thought I was having some kind of conniption fit. That's a, that's a, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Anyway, so I watched Star Wars The Last Jedi. I <laughs> liked it. Ooh, Kylo Ren. Uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that's sad. Because I thought that for some reason, I was thinking that she passed away after the last one. And that's why when I started watching this one, I was like, well, what the fuck? Are they doing a Grand Moff Tarkin in this? Uh, it didn't look like it because even though they did a good job of Grand Moff Tarkin in the last movie, um, and when he showed up, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, the eyes, uh, the, the eyes don't move. And it looks good, but the eyes were not right. Um, but it, you know, Carrie Fisher, she, she, because she's got, you know, of course, was older. How old Carrie Fisher was when she passed away? Uh, my God, it's full of stars. Let me look down here. What the fudge? Uh, Carrie Fisher, I, well, she wasn't seventy. I don't think. I know. Uh, uh, what's his face? Harrison Ford is up there, but he was he was a lot older than. Uh, than her and Mark Hamill because I think her and, and uh, Harrison Ford were messing around and she was only in her like 20s and he was like maybe 35 or something like that so he's got to be, is he like 75? I don't know, who gives a shit? Uh, uh, babbling monkey that's me um, what else is going on here? let me look on this IMD page <laughs> IMD page 
maybe something to spark my uh spark I was gonna go see the um um Francis Ha movie. <laughs> what the hell's that one called? Something about the uh what's her name? That Irish girl? What the hell was that called? Oh, fuck you, T-Mobile. I don't care about you. Anyway, I was going to go see that movie because I like uh, Greta Gerwich. Um, but I, I started, the only place that was playing was is the one that I have to drive like about 20 miles to up by the college, which has the theaters that have about fucking 50 goddamn theaters in it. And I didn't feel like going that far. Like I said, the one, there's a couple here. There's one that's about, probably take me... Uh, between maybe about 15 minutes to get there and then the other one's a little bit further but I can get there pretty quick too because I go these I go like uh, I'm Christopher Walken in um, um, that movie with him and Sean Penn <laughs> where he says I take back roads everywhere I go never see one goddamn fucking cop um, at close range I love that movie that was a good movie and um, you know, it's it it was even even better because it was true. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can look up some stuff about that family. It was pretty weird. The Chappaquiddick uh, trailer looks good. It's a movie about uh, Ted Kennedy when he uh, was driving home with uh, some girl in his car, and they ran off this fuck. And uh, in the trailer, you know, you see the bridge. All you know, all you ever heard, you just heard the story. And then when you see the fucking bridge, it's like, well, hell, I would have drove off that goddamn thing if, even if I wasn't drunk. It was just this little narrow wood bridge that was as wide as the fucking car with no railings at all. You just have to kind of stay, try and stay in the middle, which there is no middle. It's as wide as the fucking car. Uh, Shape of Water. That looks really good. And the Sicario 2 Soldado looks fucking awesome. Um that was one when I saw the fucking trailer that came out for that here just a few days ago I went to work I was like man you gotta see this cause everybody likes Sicario and it looks like a, a fucking badass movie you got fucking little stubby short uh, smirking smart ass uh, CIA guy fucking uh, Josh Brolin Thanos uh, and he's got his fucking Crocs on, which, you know, everything about him just pisses you off. He's wearing Crocs. He's always smirking and laugh or, you know, smiling, even though he's a fucking dirty, you know, ass motherfucker, you know, just, uh, uh, just ugh, dark, dark and, and nasty, killing all the nasty shit. Um, forgotten country, I guess. Um, anyway, that looks really good. I saw that, uh, I saw the trailer for Bright with Joel Edgerton and Will Smith. It kind of looks like an Alien Nation movie, like with James Caan and Mandy Patankin. But they have, like, um, all these creatures from, you know, the underworld or whatever, like orcs and and all this shit that uh, uh, humans are living with. And then they're integrating them with with them and like some of them are getting on the police department like i said it looks kind of like alien nation where they had the aliens that came and lived among us and then you know they were there's a lot of prejudice and shit like that uh what else we got going on here i do i don't give a fuck about jumanji um <laughs> i do but i don't i don't care i don't care about jumanji i didn't really care about the other jumanji 
Um, the Snowman, you know, I'm looking here and there's the trailer, but I don't think that ever came around here. And I'm sure it's probably, it'll probably be on iTunes before that'll be how I'll see it. And I want to see Mother. I've heard uh, some people say it was awful and horrible. I read the reviews on, because um, it's on Redbox, and my buddy was looking at the Redbox movies, and I said, he likes horror movies and he likes kind of weird movies. And and I told and we watched the trailer and he goes man that looks good and I said and I said I've heard that some people really liked it and some people hated it and when we looked at the reviews it was just like that you know uh, half a star and then the next person would give it five stars and it would just go like that but I want to I want to watch that so when I get off here I might download it and watch it if I don't go to sleep first Lady Bird was the one that I was going to go see and then I got lazy and didn't want to drive all the way to La Morgantown and it's not even at the first exits of Morgantown it's like you drive fucking 12 more miles to the last exits which are close up around Pennsylvania uh, what's this movie oh Hostiles looks really good and I started watching Peaky Blinders that series it's on the the new season is on Netflix and I watched the first three seasons really liked it but it took so long for this new season to come out, I couldn't even fucking hardly remember what happened in the last season. So when I started watching, I'm like, okay, I kind of remember what happened now. But then I got distracted by something. I think maybe I went to see Star Wars. I don't know what the, why. Because I jumped on there and started watching it. And then I think somebody started talking to me or something. I don't know. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of whatever the hell that new one's called. Those movies suck. I mean, you, I, I can see like the feminine critique watching those movies, and their uh, critique of them would be awesome and funny as shit. But those movies are. Fu- I watched two of them. Brr, not very good. Um, I don't know how that flatliner. Since not really. Not really interesting me. I, I I watched that the the original one like a bunch of times and happy with uh, Stabler from uh, uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I'm not sure what the story is there. I think that for some reason I'm thinking that I read that that was a maybe a graphic novel or something. I like uh, what's his face. <laughs> that motherfucker's name. Uh, I can't see here with my bifocals going here. It's uh, Maloney, Christopher Maloney. Uh, who played Stabler on uh, SVU, Law and Order. Um, so anyway, and of course, you know the the uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. I kind of want to see that. This this one's stronger. Uh, about I don't know. If it's like a, like a, about the like a, the guy got blown up at the Boston bombing, and now he's going to run a marathon. Or it's like one of those ones. It's like the um, some of those uh, movies that came out. The guy that played in. Um, Tells that drummer movie. <laughs> this is quality fucking shit here. Anyway, the guy that played in the fucking drum movie, um, well, it wasn't called the beat. What the fuck was that called? I'm trying to think of drum terms. But anyway, he was in that, and he was in the um, um, fan, the new Fantastic Four movie, which sucked. Uh, the the war movie that he was in. I mean, it's just kind of like I don't know. I just. I, I liked, I, and you know how I feel, like I said, you know how I feel about Mark Wahlberg, that I don't really like him that much. That Boston bombing movie that he was in was good. It was really intense and everything, and I thought he did a really good job, but Jesus Christ, 
some of those movies are, they're just I, I don't have any interest in going and seeing them it's not because they make me sad or depressed or anything it's just like okay you know kind of, uh, I, I, we're living through all that shit and my grandpa said that one time and, I, and it kind of irritated me because there was a movie with uh, Charles Bronson where he played uh, this union leader Jock Yablonski who was murdered he was trying to uh, uh win the election of the Teamsters and the guy that was the president of the Teamsters had him murdered. And, um, we said something about, Hey, pap, you know, you ought to watch this. And he go, he go, I, I knew, I, I knew, uh, Jockey Blonsky. He goes, I lived through it. So uh, he goes, uh, he didn't want to watch it cause he said he lived through it or something, but that's kind of how I feel about this. And there's so much bullshit going on in the world and the news and all this crap that's going on that is like I, I want something that's going to entertain me and maybe I'll go back to those uh, and watch them someday when they're on DVD or somebody's watching them and I'm kind of a captive audience and they may be really good but like right now I just kind of like man I don't want to see anything about uh, <coughs> fighting in Afghanistan or fucking waterboarding and torturing somebody or somebody being fucked up and, and it's and i sound like a dick saying it but like somebody being having uh ptsd or you know being coming back maimed and and having and showing the spirit i mean it, it's all great and everything but it's just so much of it like the, the wars and uh, the war in afghanistan and the shit going on in iraq and all these other countries where we're uh killing people with drones and having special forces in there and everything it's like the guy they it's howard stern had the guy that uh, actually shot bin laden he wrote a book and he was navy seal and everything and he retired from the from the military uh but he was on there and he was talking and stern's just fucking gushing over this guy like like oh man i i wish i that motherfucker we got him and how many times you shoot him in the head and and did you did you do this and it was just like a little kid and i'm like you know, fuck it. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm getting cynical or bitter or something. I just, I think it was more to do with how like Stern was talking about the guy, like he was, um, um, like he was a little. That how he was talking to him, and I know he's doing because the guy was laughing about how Stern was acting and stuff. And I know Stern's kind of being entertaining, but it was like a grown man gushing the way that I did watching the green berets with john wayne you know when you don't really know anything and you're not mature and an adult and you don't know what leads up to things and what causes things and shit like that and like i said you know uh, and i don't know like i said i i just kind of that stuff it's just not working for me now I, i i need something else i just see too much of it online and and you know you do get kind of bitter when we've been in a fucking war for like 20 fucking years and nobody's making a movie that says hey you know this sucks these guys are nobody uh, well maybe they are and i'm just not seeing it but nobody's making the the coming home or or those kind of anti-war movies that are saying man you know we've been over in this motherfucker for 20 fucking years and they just keep sending us back and i've seen so many guys get killed and have ptsd and you know i have ptsd or whatever and and uh you know they come home and then they want to send them back and they don't it's just like everybody's rah 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 sis boom ba and you know i don't know i'm probably better whatever that's the way it goes I'm just being just being honest with you um bought some things the, uh, yesterday at the stow uh got some they had some five dollar movies at walmart 
And I, like I've said a million times, I'm going to stop buying DVDs. But I saw them, and they're only five bucks. And I thought I'd pick up a few. I got the uh, Breakfast Club. I think it was like widescreen version of Breakfast Club. One flew over the Cuckoo's Nest, which I haven't seen in a long time. It's one of those ones that was on uh, WTBS so many times. Yeah, I've, I've seen it, but you know now it's um, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I kind of want to watch it again. 2001: a Space Odyssey. Want to check that out? <laughs> Um, my friend was watching, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And, um, so I thought to myself, you know, well, fuck, I'm sitting here. I'm a captive audience. I'll, I'll watch it. And I think I had seen some of it before. And I was talking online, uh, to, I think, Stoyan. And, um, he said, you know, (laughs) how is this? Because from what I could see in the trailer or whatever that he had seen about it he didn't think that it would be very good and like i said it, it kind of came on the heels that when they were making all that there were some that were really low budget movies that were like thomas jefferson versus uh i don't know uh fucking monsters and abraham lincoln vampire hunter and then they had pride and prejudice and zombies this one like i said i told him i said you know that that um Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was kind of divisive because some people fucking hated it or refused to get, even go see it. I saw it and I thought, I just had fun with it. I mean, I wasn't sitting there the whole time going, man, this is bullshit. Abraham Lincoln never did this. He didn't know karate. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Slay with pride, kill with prejudice. This has um, uh, Lena Headey in it, which um, I like her. Mama from uh, Dread. And uh, some of these people I don't know. I probably would know them if I, look, if I looked up their filmography and saw what else they were in. It's uh, Lily James, Sam Riley, Douglas Booth, and Matt Smith. And Lena Headey's the only one that I really see that uh, I recognize. The main dude in that, I... I um, I thought I recognized him from something else. Pride and Prejudice and Zombaz. Must be that Sam Riley. Let's see what else he was in. Because he looked familiar when I was watching it. But I could not place his face. Uh, That one dude looks like the guy that's going to be in the Tommy Wiseau movie. Oh, is that the guy that played in that movie? It's the guy that played in the movie that Loaf liked about that band, Control. <laughs> he played Ian Curtis. I knew I had seen... Motherfucker, I knew I had seen... And I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I knew I had seen him in something before. What is this? Pride and Prejudice and Zong. Well, that's the movie I was just talking about. Um, Man, my stomach's starting to fucking... Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, and he played uh, Jack Kerouac in On the Road. Well, there you go. See, I, I'm, I've seen things. You people wouldn't believe who were some of these ladies in here some of them were pretty good looking and they had some this is rated r it had some um stuff in it oh you got the girl from baby driver and she was also in burnt which i liked with uh bradley cooper i liked that movie about him being a cook (laughs) or a cook a chef (laughs) he was a cook Fucking moron. Uh, we had the, the one of the girls from uh, Neon Demon, which I have seen. She was also in Dark Shadows. 
See, man, you know, when you watch as many movies as we watch, and she was also in The Man in the High Castle, which I did not see. I read the book. Um, when you watch as many movies as we watch, you know, some of these people, you, you, it's like, uh, was it Shades of Kevin Bacon? How many degrees of Kevin Bacon? 50 degrees of Kevin Bacon? I don't know. But, um, yeah, they're all connected. Hollywood. It's like podcasting. You know, you've seen seen one you've seen it seen some of them this girl ellie bamber was in that movie with jake gyllenhaal uh nocturnal animals with the big heavy woman dancing at the beginning and the other girl with the red hair that the boobs were uh and you know when i saw the trailer i thought this is gonna be good because her boobs and then when i watched it you know what all right people i'm gonna be honest with you again i'm gonna have to pause <laughs> Is it still recording? Keep you forever. Okay. These shows may not be getting better, but they are getting... I I defy anybody to say that they're not becoming more spontaneous and, um, yes, and real. This is like, um, what do you call that shit? Reality TV show where everything that you try and get as real as possible? Like me two weeks in a row having to run to the bathroom and pause the recording get tired too (laughs) okay now i want to bring this up and this is a movie it's not really a movie thing it's a group thing um i had mentioned a long time ago on a show i think maybe i was talking about female bodybuilding or or um uh, one of those documentaries like Pumping Iron 2 or uh, the new ones about bodybuilding and about how some of these female bodybuilders to make money uh, because they don't make any money unless they have like some big supplements thing would do um, these I don't know if I would I guess maybe some of them do, maybe they do prostitute themselves but some, a lot of them, it doesn't have to do with sex. It has more to do with um, physical domination. These guys will pay them for to to uh, like meet at a um, hotel room and put them in like uh, uh, chokeholds and head scissors and stuff like this. Or they'll just stand there in a bikini with all their steroidal big old muscles, and the guys will rub lotion on them. Or and they're not allowed to. T- to do anything but that you know it's like before they start they say okay i'm not a prostitute i'm not here to have sex you can worship me you can look at me you can take pictures of me i'll you know buy a pair of my underwear but the ones that i think are hilarious and um they have like names for the they call the guy schmoes which i guess if you're a prostitute they call them johns and these guys love for these women to put them in like head scissors and fucking squeeze their goddamn heads. <laughs> they fucking they fucking put them in head scissors and squeeze their, these guys' heads until their heads turn like fucking beet red and purple. And the guys sometimes will pass out. And I I know what it was like, you know, when you would wrestle, like what even if it was like a, you know wrestle in high school or or uh, when you were a little kid and somebody fucking gets you in a headlock or something like that and they're just fucking squeezing your and the claustrophobia and you can't fucking breathe half the time and your neck is all jammed down and your head feels, you know, and these guys enjoy it, I guess. It is fucking hilarious. So for some reason today, 
I think I saw maybe something in a comic book or something about somebody having somebody in a head scissors, and I got on YouTube and just started looking up those clips. I was laughing my fucking ass off to the point, I swear to God, I had fucking tears in my eyes because, and and I tried to clarify on the group what, because there's some of them, like the girl is just a little kind of skin. Now they still squeeze the shit out of them because girls have powerful legs, but the girls are like a little too, you know, I for for it to work for me in a funny way, the woman has to be either bigger than the guy or more athletic than the guy. The guy has to be kind of a schlub or a little skinny guy, and the woman has to just like dominate. But fucking squeeze the fucking shit out of his head. And and one thing that makes me laugh my ass off is when their head starts turning fucking like red or purple. And or, and or when uh, they start making weird sounds. Like they can't, they're like. <laughs> and then sometimes when they knock them out, they'll immediately release if they go unconscious. And the guys will be like. <laughs> like they'll be snoring. And I also enjoy when it's not like some of them they, they're like on a wrestling mat and stuff like that and i don't like it like that i don't think it's as funny as 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 if they're on like a couch or a um it doesn't have to be a storyline or anything i just like when the woman is mean or and or uh just degrades the fuck out of these guys like when they'll have them in a head scissors and they'll be like slapping them across the face not hard but just like when your sister when when you were like a kid and your my sister would like get me down and like slap my face or like um you know i don't know fucking do stupid stuff just to annoy you because you can't do anything like fucking um uh, poke you in the eye or hold your nose or, you know, just like little smacks across the face and be like, what's wrong with you, you fucking douche or whatever. It's hilarious. I, I have said before, I would love to make a documentary about that um, subculture of of humanity. I guess it's humanity. Oh, we had a little thing about the uh, happy seasonal depression month, uh, which I was thinking, I was just thinking, you know, they always say like in... Um, I think in uh, Lethal Weapon with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, Gary Busey, um, that, you know, it's the silly season uh, around Christmas time is when a lot of people kill themselves and they get real depressed and stuff. Because, you know, when you're a little kid, everything's so exciting. You get toys and, and well, for some kids, some kids suck, you know. And uh, But anyway, it's supposed to, it's, and even then, that's probably what maybe even starts uh, people being depressed and stuff like that, is there's this buildup and this expectation. And even if you lived in a shitty house or a house where, say, your parents are really poor or they're alcoholics or, you know, they're working all the time and Christmas just isn't that big of a deal, but you see everybody else, you see all the, the lights being put up and, and kids getting all these really cool gifts and they're told about Santa Claus and you feel left out. And then when you start getting older, you know, maybe you feel left out because you think, you know, okay, I'm here by myself or, you know, Christmas just is another day now, which it's sort of become that way where, you know, it's not as special um, because people, like, like I said, I mean, I work midnight shift from 11 to 7. I will be working um, Christmas Eve night, and I will be working Christmas Day night. And so, I mean, you know, I'm still going to get together. Uh, we do a, um, 
like a Christmas story when the dogs got in the house and fucking ate the turkey or took off with the turkey and they went to the Chinese restaurant. Well, we do that. Um, my sister, brother-in-law, uh, and um, usually my niece and uh, her boyfriend and maybe my mom if she's there or whatever. We go to this Chinese restaurant, which is pretty close to my sister's house, and it's over by the theater uh, that I talk about that's not very far for me to go. So, you know, if you're there for a couple hours, I can I can sleep, you know, as much as I can during the day. Go over and do that. Come home and uh, rest a little bit, maybe take a nap, and then go to work. Same thing with Christmas Day. I'll I'll try and sleep for a few hours in the morning, go over, have, uh, like, uh, we have pretty much our Christmas dinner is like at, at like about one o'clock or in the afternoon, open up presents and everything. And I can still get home by say like six, um, catch a few Z's if I can get, get, you know, a couple hours of sleep and then go to work again. And, you know, like I said, I mean, if you look at it certain ways, you can say, you know, get depressed about it. And I did at some time, sometimes, but that's the way a lot of people are now. They're, they're uh, uh, back in the day when I was a little kid. Even the extended family, everybody lived within, you know, at least within maybe I think we lived like an hour and a half from my grandparents. Uh, but right around where we lived was my aunt, my uncle, and cousins, and a bunch of people, and all my mom and dad's friends and everything. And then it, we could we could get in the car and drive an hour and a half and be where all my extended family was and all them. Uh, now every you know there's people that move to other states across the country and like I said work maybe you know third shift or uh, you know afternoon shift um, and you don't have like the the average you know where they used to have work Monday through Friday nine to five the, like I said the extended family all kind of live. Uh, within just a, a maybe a few minutes, a lot of times, just even a few minutes, you could just walk to each other's house and go. You know, the, we uh, when we were little kids, honest to God, they go Christmas caroling. I remember going Christmas caroling, and I, I can't remember if that had to do with the church or uh, Cub Scouts or what, or if we just did it. You know, get a bunch of people and you just walk from house to house and sing Christmas carols. And we would have those um, sleds that, like, uh, what they call those things? Wasn't a Red Rider was a BB gun and the radio flyer was the red wagon. But we had the sleds that had the metal um, skids on them that were like wood and you you either sat on them or laid on your stomach and you had that wood thing in the front that you could move from side to side to kind of to, to go to left or right. But then like my dad would tie a, a rope to that thing. And, and when we were little kids, we would like maybe, th- you know, three of us would sit on that sled and my dad would be like the fucking horse, especially if it snowed and there was a lot of snow and ice on the, on the streets and just pull us and we'd go walk around town, look at the lights and everything. And, you know, it was just kind of fun, but you know, times change and that's just the way it is. You just have to accept it and, and try and try and have a good time and think about people that don't have, you know, even what you have. Um, and, you know, there's people out there, like, I was joking around on the feedback group, and, you know, not joking, but also, you know, in a way, just kind of wanting to connect with some of our friends, and I, and I said, you know, is there anybody that, you know, feels like they maybe get the blues during the, um, you know, the Christmas uh, week of Christmas, or Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, and all that stuff, and, you know, just kind of, you know, like I said, in a joking way, but also to say, hey, you know, we're, we're all here. We all talk every day online for the most part, a lot of times. 
And, you know, if anybody wants to talk or, or feels is feeling down or whatever, and I'm feeling pretty good. So, I, you know, I, but I have been there. And um, so, you know, I just, you know, said, hey, you know, if, if anybody needs to talk or if you want, you know, not even like that, like, ooh, ooh, ooh or anything, but just, you know, yeah, we're all having a good time. And let's, you know, we talk about movies or what are you buying? Are you getting any gifts? Are you going anywhere to eat? What are you going to eat? What are you doing? You know, blah, 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 anything special. And um, just, you know, trying to lift everybody's spirits. And like I said, you, you look at some some people out there that uh, I know there's times where I, you know, be down feeling sorry for myself and, you know, be lonely or whatever. But you think about people that have lost, um, you know, a loved one, a little kid or, um, you know, these kids that have, you know, not just kids, but anybody, you know. They're going through this and uh, this time of year when maybe they have cancer or or uh, somebody's passed away close to them or um, you know this is the first time that they've had a, a, a Christmas without their parents or who have went or their grandparents or what you know what I'm trying to say and it's it is sad uh, but there's a lot of people out there you know you look even in the world not even just in the united states uh, but here too where you have a lot of people living in poverty um and they don't know where the next meal is coming from they maybe don't have health insurance and they're sick their their kids sick and they can't you know if they take them to the emergency room they it buries them so far in debt and and they're working like a minimum wage job or two minimum wage three minimum wage jobs so you know there's a lot of people out there that have it really you know a lot worse than what than what you might have and if you're one of the people that isn't that one of those situations like that there's people out and you think you're alone and you think that there's no hope or anything like that i mean you know it sounds silly but you take a take a page from some like you know the star wars movies a new hope or whatever and to just keep going keep moving forward things do have a way of working themselves out and even though there's some fucked up shit in this country like i said with like the um um health insurance and stuff like that um it's, you know, like I said, you say you live in Africa or something like that, and you don't know if it, at night some guys, a bunch of guys are going to come riding in on fucking horses or jeeps with machine guns and are going to come in and fucking rape all the women and take all the fucking food and you're starving to death anyway. And, you know, like I said, there's always somebody that you can, but uh, they'll, you know, we've I've heard it a million times over my entire life that you know when you're a little kid you know you want christmas presents and all that stuff and but it's supposed to be about you know caring getting together with people you love uh people you care about whether it's friends family you know and like i said if you don't have anybody you know you can go down to the soup kitchen uh help you know dish out the food and you know maybe make some new friends down there people that need a friend and you need a friend or whatever so don't give up and be all sad and shit <laughs> listen to sylvan gold spend it with uh dr zom on sylvan gold and you'll change your mind <laughs> i got all the answers <laughs> let's see what else did i watch um oh carrie fisher Whew, i posted a picture of her when she was young oh. 
she was so cute. And then I, when I saw, I saw that movie shampoo with her and, uh, she's in the movie shampoo with Warren Beatty and, uh, Julie, uh, Christie and all a bunch of other people. And my God, she was young as shit in that. I don't know if she's like 18, 19 years old and whew, watched Wolf Warrior two. Okay. Now these, I watched Wolf Warrior one. And so, and it had Scott Adkins in it, and that's one of the reasons I watched it. And then I was intrigued because they said it was one of like the first huge blockbuster, successful blockbuster movies made in China. Not Hong, you know, well, Hong Kong's part of China now, but mainland China. And uh, I enjoyed that one. And I watched this one, Frank Grillo, uh, who was in um, Purge, who played Crossbones in the Captain America movies. Um, um, so I, you know, I was like, well, man, I like the first one. I'm going to watch this one. Um, I enjoyed this. Now, I don't know if it was Cecil. I think it was. Yeah. You know, he kind of posted a thing said something about Chinese propaganda. And to be honest with you, I didn't even look at it that way. Either one of them, because to me, they were just kind of, you know, almost like a big, huge Rambo movie. You know, I don't take it seriously at all. It's not like, um, uh, Bravo Team Zero, not Bravo. It was a Bravo Team Zero. What was the one with the um, Catherine Bigelow did, where they were waterboarding the people and torturing them, and that's how they got Bin Laden and all that shit? Zero Dark Thirty, um, which is very realistic. You know how accurate it was as far as like the, the main thing about that one was is that they said that they tr- they made it look like in the movie that waterboarding the the, the guys. Uh, was how they got the information that led them to Bin Laden, and there's people in the intelligence community said that was bullshit. Uh, that it didn't have anything. They had uh, the information just from regular interrogations and turning people and stuff like that, and that's how they found it. But made for a better movie, I guess. You know, everybody loves a good torturing in a movie. You know, is it safe? I was thinking about that movie the other day. Somebody posted something about uh, your favorite Dustin Hoffman movie. And off the top of my head, there's so many of them when you start thinking about it. I'm trying to think what the first... Kramer versus Kramer was one that I first thought of, and then I was like, well, man, I love Marathon Man. I've watched that a million times. But like um, Little Big Man, uh, somebody brought up Family Business with um, Sean Connery and Matthew Broderick, which was a, a lesser movie, but I still like that movie. It was a it was a, a movie from when I was younger that I really would like to go back and watch again here now. But Wolf Warrior 2, it started out, it was a little bit different, where the first one was uh, very large-scale uh, fighting, um, big epic uh, battles and stuff like that, you know. But but again, more like a, a Rambo or almost like a Fast and the Furious kind of movie where he's like the indestructible guy and and uh, Rambo kind of guy. And, um, and this one started out a little bit differently. Uh, a little bit uh, not on such a large scale but then it picks up and gets to there um like i said if somebody would have just told me it was made in hong kong or if it was made in uh, taiwan or fucking uh arizona uh but it felt the same way i i, I didn't go into it think and, and as i was watching it i didn't think man this is yeah china woo china 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 i just you know it's kind of just a bunch of cool guys fighting a bunch of bad bad fucking assholes uh and the action is more it's not as like a real realistic action it's more um 
high flying, you know, you got karate, you got fucking uh, guys like like I said, almost like uh, Statham and the Rock in the Fast and the Furious or something like that. So I enjoyed it. I like like I said, I like the other one too. Um, it has some funny stuff in it. It's got it's it's almost like a Donnie Yen kind of a thing or something like that. Where or a Jackie, uh, not as far as Jackie Chan, but it's got funny stuff in it too. Um, de- 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 been watching the Americans again. Uh, somebody asked me if I, if the people in it all were still assholes. There are, you know, you feel sorry for them in a way because of the circumstances they're in and how far they have been pushed as human beings to like you know it's like that thing where there's only the mission, but then the human element comes in, but then they are kicked in the face or reminded that you know their mission the mission the mission and how brutal that they can be and everything and um because they're so brainwashed but yeah they're still dicks no matter what (laughs) we're america and they're russians fuck them um you know they could switch over we'll give them you know just tell us what we know what you know uh anyway it's a good show though it's a very good show but man it's brutal and some of the stuff that uh, the women uh, Carrie Russell goes through and, and, um, but again, like I said, how brainwashed they are to do anything and put up with anything and take anything. And it's, it's in some way, I mean, it's really awful. It's really abusive, but, uh, you know, they, you know, choosing to do that for the good of the country and the cause and all that shit. It's, it's one of those things where it's almost admirable if it was like a Navy SEAL or a Force Recon Ranger or Delta or some CIA person or James Bond, you know, you would be like, oh, you know, but still, I mean, it's like, oh, it's like I said, more, uh, a lot of the stuff that they do to, that the, the Carrie Russell has to endure is just like, oh God, why would you, I mean, I don't know, but I guess, like I said, if you're, if you're brainwashed to a point, which that's not just you know KGB or Russians or Nazi SS or whatever. When you're in the military and you know they get you to a, a you know, those guys, whether like I said, Navy SEALs, Delta Force, Army Force, Recon or Force Recon Rangers, Green Berets, whatever. Um, when you're trained to that elite level uh, and for the mission and all that stuff, there. And I'm not saying in a derogatory way. You have to be. You have to reach that mindset, that fanatical mindset, um, to to be that elite. It's like an athlete, like you know, fucking Bruce Jenner when he was in the Olympics, or whoever is in the Olympics, um, those long distance runners, or you know, you have to be fanatical about what your mission is and what you're doing. And those are the people. Look at these sociopathic people that are in big business, you know, fucking Donald Trump or whoever. Um, you have to reach that mindset where you're ready to step over anybody. You're ready to die, uh, <clears throat> to be tortured, to be captured and tortured, um, whatever, to get the job done. And like I said, I'm, you know, I don't want to think of like, it's just a Russian versus American thing because, um, you know, my dad was a drill instructor in the army and he told me, <laughs> you know, fuck it. You know, they, we, you know, you brainwash those guys. That's what basic training and all that shit is. You know, when it, you know, every time your left foot hits the ground, you know, you say kill, and there you're you're going over to Vietnam to fight and to kill and be or to to give your life for your country and fight and die for your country and live for your country and your 
your buddies and all that shit. And, uh, you know, you have to reach, uh, you have to be a well-honed knife. And some people broke during the training. And, you know, he was telling, you know, about people that did break. And, you know, a guy actually killed himself because he couldn't take it. Um, anyway, watch Lucky Logan. Now, this is a, um, call it? what's that fucker's name? <laughs> oh, drawing a blank in my brain. I'm drawing a blank. I just watched that movie with... Uh, Oh, what's her name? Gita Carano, that he did. And now I cannot remember. Remember, 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 remember. Uh, sure, remember. <laughs> I better just look it up. Haywire, and it was... What is his name? That's not my name. That's not my name. Steven Soderbergh. Oh, anyway, this is Steven Soderbergh movie, uh, and I like uh, uh, several of his movies. Um, and I saw the trailer for this, and I thought it looked kind of funny. But then you know, and then when you hear it, you know it's a Soderbergh movie, you're like, well, fuck, man, I want to watch this because you know he usually does pretty interesting stuff. Um, and it's got Daniel Craig, it's got Kylo Ren, <laughs> and it's got Channing Tatum, <laughs> Kylo. This was okay. It was an average, maybe a little above average movie. It's worth a watch. Don't go into it expecting anything fucking great. Uh, I've watched Haywire, and some people I don't think liked it that much. Uh, But I love the cast of that. I love how he shot it. It's like um, even the one with um, the porn star girl that he did, um, The Girlfriend experience is that what that was called me um even though she was uh kind of a you know she she made porn but um she was lacking in as far as uh, being an actress the movie was shot well it looked really good you could watch it and say man you know i i love the way he um sasha gray I love the way he, you know, uh, frames the, the the picture and the look of uh, of the of the of the picture and how, you know, like uh, Soderbergh likes to take young people, you know, like Channing Tatum, Gina Carano, Sasha Gray. He likes to take people like that, put them in the at the front of a movie or a big part of the movie, surround them by a good cast, and you know, he's a very good director. Um, Lucky Logan was okay. It and the ending of it helped save it for me. It, it jumped it up uh, a little bit as far as scoring it. Um, Daniel Craig was good. I mean, they're good, but it, it's um, you know he did uh, Ocean's Eleven also, I believe, and I like that. But it's it's kind of more like that. It's a redneck like a redneck Ocean's Eleven almost perfectly. If you want to, you know kind of parallel it and it takes place a good part of it takes place in West Virginia and all the characters are from West Virginia I'm from West Virginia and I don't act like that but as I was telling people at work as as the words were coming out of my mouth I was like why do they have to make these people so fucking redneck white trash and everything but but then right as I was saying it and they were going to say the same thing you know I can fucking look right down the street or you know, up the block or, you know, anywhere in the state. I mean, 
there's a lot of people like that in around here, so I can't complain. I know a lot of people that, I mean, God, in this state, if somebody said something about West Virginia and went, or you can screw your daughter or your cousin or your, your sister or your mom or something like that, West Virginia, redneck, or, and they get so fucking pissed, and that's kind of a bullshit thing analogy but there's a lot of rednecks and but it's it's a poor state and always has been and uh you know so i watched uh thor the dark world and you know what people i saw that and i don't think i hated it the first time i saw it uh, but i don't think i i thought it was like great and i'm not saying it's great now but i watched it again for the first time since i since i saw it um uh, and i thought it was it was way better than i thought it was i remembered it being uh natalie portman is still pretty weak she's very cute i know she's very smart i've said this on the show before she's very intelligent harvard graduate and all that shit i don't think she's that great of an actress um and jane foster jane foster you know um tom hiddleston's good in this uh i enjoyed the dark elf guy uh whatever the fuck his name was whatever the fuck as jim Cornette would say um what was his uh, malekith malekith i thought he was pretty good in this jamie alexander doesn't do it for me god i got i know guys at work that just fucking salivate over her um she does not do it for me uh she's just kind of like a blah not blah but just nothing special uh, the Warriors 3 are in this, but uh, really, to be honest with you, thank God they weren't in it that much. Uh, I don't even like them in the comic book because, number one, to me, if you're like, okay, I know they're supposed to be gods, but then when they break it down now, they say it's almost more like a, another race of... Um, just uh, superhuman people so it's not like you're saying okay these people are actually gods they call them gods but when you look at it they're more like aliens or super powered beings from maybe another realm or whatever but like I always got confused because I would think that like the say like the warriors three or in let's say like a, a palace guard in Asgard if they went to um I would just think that everybody in Asgard would be more powerful than a human. But then when they would have like Asgard go up against the Avengers or something like that, Thor's basically the only one that well Odin. Those and you know, you got Thor, Odin, Loki, Hela or somebody like that. But the rest of them are just kind of no different than just regular people. You know, as far as getting their asses kicked and everything, I would think that, you know, the Warriors 3, you know, Heimendahl, most of the power I ever saw of him was just having the sight and working the fucking bridge, uh, you know, the Rainbow Bridge or whatever. But and that's neither here nor there. I was just talking about, you know, about the cast or whatever. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is pretty good. This one, um, in the, the new one, um, like I said, it, that one I talked about before, it, it was almost like two movies where you had the Hulk world, or the, not World War Hulk, but um, where he's doing the gladiator thing on the Hulk world, but then you had the thing where he was fighting Hela, which was all serious, and then the one thing with the Hulk was more slap, kind of slapsticky funny, and I thought that there was almost a little bit too much funny 
stuff in that one. Now, in the first Thor, they had funny stuff because it was like the fish out of water thing where he thought he was Thor, but you didn't know if he really was or not. And he'd go to grab the hammer and he couldn't fucking like, you know, with all the, I'll pick it up, you know, cause he picks it up all the time and he couldn't pick it up. And then people started thinking he was just a nut and you had that kind of funny stuff, which I like that, but I don't know. This one, like I said, it was worth a watch again. I, I enjoyed it this time. I, I recorded another show. <laughs> the Zomzolo Spectacular, episode 217. That's on the list there. Uh, so check that one out. I don't know if it was any good or not. It's up to you to decide that. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, going up through here. Uh, I was on the, uh, the Old West group. There's an Old West group, uh, not one of our brother or sister groups, but just a, uh, about Old West characters and stuff. We talk about Westerns. And some real life people and the melding of the real life people and, you know, how they are portrayed in the movies. And I try and come up, some of the people are just more or less people that, uh, they're not really cinephiles, I don't think. They're just kind of the people that have watched these movies on TV. Lots of John Wayne fans that are, my God, this person the other day said that they, you know, somebody said, you know, you know that he's just an actor and he, because he had a famous saying in one movie, which was, uh, Never apologize is the sign of weakness. And uh, I said, you know, I like John Wayne movies. And, and I even, you know, that was a good movie. I can't remember what that movie was, if it was The Cowboys or uh, Chisholm or McClintock or whatever it was. But anyway, and I said, you know, I, I like John Wayne movies. But when you really think about it, that's really a stupid statement, you know, because uh, people are like, damn right, you know, uh, macho guys and everything. And I said, you know, never apologize. It's a sign of weakness. Yeah, when you're fucking white, when you do something wrong and she don't talk to you for like a goddamn month and doesn't give you any sex and you don't even know what's going on and then she finally says, you know, I'll, I'll, she finally comes and says, you know, well, I'll tell you what you did. You did this. And it was something stupid that you did. And you know that if you, you just have to, you, you need to say you're sorry because you either hurt their feelings or something like that. Anybody in any situation, you hurt somebody's feelings, you didn't realize it and you sit there say never apologize a sign of weakness this is kind of stupid but somebody said you know you people do realize that john wayne was just an actor and that was just that wasn't something that he says or just thought up that was something that the writer of the script put in there and he's just reading lines and this these people were this one woman said something about I don't look at it that way. I like to think that John Wayne was more than that. I like to think that he's in heaven right now looking down on us. And like some, the guy said something about he's not somebody to worship or something. And she goes, I don't have any problem with worshiping him. I feel like he's up in heaven looking down on us right now. And then the people that are like, well, the way this country's going to shit and this world's going to shit. I don't even watch new fucking movies because they're all shit. And you got these gays and you got... Uh, the fucking liberals trying to shove all this crap down our throats. Not like, and I think I might have said in the last episode that I even explained to, you know, the guy was talking about all this crap's going on in Hollywood and how horrible it is and perverse. And I said, my God, look at Daryl Zanuck and all these people that had the casting couch and, you know, Orson Welles and you know, they'd be fucking all these women and sexually harassing them, abusing them, using their power, possibly destroying their careers. You had, they talk about homosexuality and everything, and they love Randolph Scott and Cary Grant and all this shit. And, you know, fucking Rock Hudson was in these movies. And, and uh, you know, there was homosexuality in the world from the beginning of time, let alone in fucking Hollywood. And it's well documented. 
uh, child molestation. I said before in the, maybe the last episode that, you know, you had these guys that were screwing underage girls, <laughs> you know, whether it's whoever, Charlie Chaplin or, you know, different people, you know, in rock and roll and movies and, um, and just all that shit perversion, you know, what about Raymond Navarro and the dildo? And <laughs> I don't even know if that's true, but that was a rumor. Um, you know, I'm sure you had S and M, you had swingers, you had people that were in arranged, like I said, Rock Hudson is an arranged marriage. Cary Grant, Randolph Scott fucking lived together as confirmed bachelors. Yes, they're still, you know, single ladies. And, you know, they sure they were with women, but they were probably bisexual too. You know, they look at these people like they're their characters in the movie. Like John Wayne, you know, it's, and this guy's talking about uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, he's nothing, he was nothing but a fucking pothead. Somebody actually said that. And I was like, well, he's a very talented pothead. He could fucking uh, write great songs. He was a great, uh, sing, you know, performer, singer, songwriter. He was very good in movies. In Barbarossa, that was the movie they were talking about. And, you know, and you talk about that, but then you had, like, Robert Mitchum getting arrested for smoking uh, marijuana, um, and not only that, but the guys that people that were drug addicts and uh, drug addicts and alcoholics throughout the history of Hollywood, even their heroes, John Wayne and all those guys, yeah, fucking Ward Bond, they drank like fish, they smacked around their fucking women, uh, they cheated on their goddamn wives and and shit all the time, and you know had kids through different women, and who who knows how many of uh, the that the the studios took care of kids that weren't uh that like somebody go out and get somebody pregnant and they would i you know i remember sandra Locke said that clint eastwood made her have like five different fucking abortions because he didn't want to have any more kids and they love clint eastwood but they're supposed to be right wing you know and against all that shit so anyway but what what i was gonna say was one of the movies i thought of i try and think of of some movies that maybe some of the people haven't seen like um uh, Mad Dog Morgan with Dennis Hopper, the Australian um, Western. Uh, the Proposition with Guy Pierce and uh, Danny Houston. Uh, I was looking up uh, some of the, um, not revisionist, but deconstructionist Westerns like Doc with Stacey Keach and Faye Dunaway or Dirty Little Billy or um, I'm trying to think some other ones um, um, that kind of took, took apart that... Um, some of those legendary things that people thought about these char- these real life characters and how things really were uh like i said like little big man you know you watch some of these movies uh, about custer and then come back and and little big man showed him as being kind of a fucking nut you know a megalomaniac and a nut and everything um but uh even um that uh, kevin costner movie with um about Wyatt Earp, uh, you know, they showed them as they were, where they were, uh, you know, running uh, fucking whorehouses and gambling joints, which were kind of one and the same, and they're the lawmen, so they were, you know, in some ways as uh, much of a criminal gang as some of the cowboys. I know there was a book that I wanted to get and read one time where they talked about that, and um, they pulled no punches, saying that the the cowboys versus the Earps was more or less like a... Um, almost like two mafia um, uh, gangs fighting each other for control over, you know, whether it was the gambling or the, you know, and you saw a lot of that in the, in that, um, uh, that TV show Deadwood. 
where even the guy, you know, he might have been the law, but he was, you know, in with the uh, guy who owned the whorehouses. It would basically be like the mafia, you know, and have the whorehouses, which was like almost like white slavery and uh, gambling and all that shit. And they'd go out and rob people and steal and everything else, but they had the law on their side. And even some of them had two branches. They might have the city law and then you'd have the fucking county law or the U.S. Marshals come in and you know some of them were with one side or the other or against each other that was one thing in like uh, Tombstone and Wyatt Earp where you had Behan who was I think the the chief the police chief or whatever in the town and then Wyatt Earp and them got the or maybe he was well Wyatt Earp became a marshal so one of them was like sheriff and then you had the police chief and then u.s marshals and they all didn't you know one of them might be with one faction the other with the other and the law was opposing each other dick man and throbbing <laughs> yeah that was a good movie <laughs> now dick man and throbbing were crime fighters see and they were they were on the, they were on the good side of the of something I put that on there as a, as kind of a uh, a little joke because uh, people were talking, you know, about uh, the erotic adventures of Dick Man and Throbbing. Um, you know, I, somebody had mentioned something about like uh, when I had done a couple of segments where I was talking about porn and everything, and uh, I I found the uh, box cover art for Dick Man and Throbbing, and the only the one thing that I remembered about Dick Man and Throbbing was okay, John Holmes played Dick Man. It's like Batman. And uh, Tom Byron played uh, Throbbing, like Robin. And wh- the main thing I remembered about it, had a pretty all-star cast as far as the, as the girls go, but the one that I remembered more than anything was Amber Lynn. And I think that came up because uh, she had a uh, a threesome with Dick Man and Throbbing. And she was really hot back then. Was very, you know, probably like my age, when I was in high school or college, she was making fucking porn. Um but, um, again, and then it's another thing. I made, I made that group and that's when I got kicked off of fucking Facebook for like, uh, three days before posting a picture of Amber Lynn and she had jizz on her lip and it always was a picture of her face or her head. It could have been anything. It could have been snot, you know, fuck them. <laughs> but, um, Dick Man and Throbbing, uh, was a pretty good movie from what I remember. Um, and then there was one with... Amberlin and it had this guy and his name was what the fuck was his name? Dick Rambone. And Dick Rambone had this really big penis. And this was you know, back in the day, you know, John Holmes had a big one, but like, you know, a lot of those guys, if you look back at some of the, the people from like the the eighties and stuff like that, a lot of the guys that you would say Mark Wallace uh, and some of those guys, they really weren't that big, but I guess they could just go. And I think Mark Wallace, I read somewhere that he died of AIDS. And um, and then same thing with uh, John Holmes. Of course, he died, and um, he had a HIV or AIDS or one or the other. And then there was a movie with him and Amber Lynn and that Chi uh, Chi Olina, who was a, a Italian porn star who ran for like some kind of like senator or some kind of political office and i don't know if it was italy or where it was and it was like a big thing um 
um, he did a threesome with those two in Europe back in the day and he knew that he had uh, AIDS at the time and he didn't tell them so when you watch if you see that clip uh, you know it's pretty good fucking you know adult entertainment but you know you're sitting there and you're thinking and and Holmes even in this Dick Man and Throbbing this was when he started really looking like shit of course he never had a good body or anything he just had a big gold wang but when he well, you could tell when he was really a drug addict really bad um, because he just started looking like like as far as his face and unkempt his hair and everything and just looked like shit. A uh, good movie to watch for that was um, the um, movie Wonderland with Val Kilmer, who is uh, and has been battling um, throat cancer. I think uh, for for quite a while now. For for a long time there, he was saying that you know no, it wasn't that. He just had uh, really bad. Um, respiratory infection this and that and i don't think he wanted anybody to know but now it's coming out uh that he does have throat cancer and he's at uh, last he was at a um, like a tombstone um reunion or you know one of those things where i think out at actually at tombs and tombstone where they have one of those uh, old west towns close to there or something they had like a um uh, a big get together and he was like the big star that was going to be there signing autographs and stuff and and he looked really uh he still looked pretty good he just lost so much weight because at one point there val got you know i always said i liked movies with fat val because he was making a lot of movies and he gained a lot of weight and had a big gut but now he's real skinny again and you know it wasn't because he was on a diet he's in you know uh, i you know I, I hope the guy you know uh you know you hope the guy uh, gets better uh, i don't know what the prognosis is or whatever and he seemed like he was having a really good time at that from the pictures and the videos i saw of him you know uh, f- uh f- taken um um from that event um and he, he's a fucking big star so i mean it might be one of those things where he's like hey you know i'm i'm realizing that life is short and at one point he may have never went to something like that he might have been like you know i'm a fucking big star i don't need to go to something like that well when you start thinking that you might not even be here and that you know money and ego i imagine a lot of ego and and a lot of stuff that you carried around when you were younger when you're you know you're young and a, a movie star and all the women want you and you could write pretty much be in anything you wanted to be in make all this money buy whatever cars have a mansion or anything when you're facing your mortality, I would think that's, you know, even like John Wayne, you know, you saw him get up there at the Oscars and stuff and when he won um, for True Grit and, you know, I think he had cancer. He had had bout, a bout of cancer where they had to remove like his stomach or part of his stomach or something at that time and then um, they had to put, put a, 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 a pig valve, an actual swine or pig valve i think he was one of the first people that they ever did that with in his heart uh and that's when you know they said that uh the actual pig flesh is is the closest thing to human flesh that there is and that's why when they would do um procedures like that they would use like a a valve from a pig's heart and then he ended up getting um he had the cancer i think in his stomach and and then it spread to his lungs and everything but um you know it's probably a really humbling experience um and i think val like i said i'm i'm just talking out of my ass i don't know but like i said i just didn't think because i remember one time val was really thought of as somebody that was uh kind of hard to work with 
maybe a little arrogant and a little full of himself or something like that. And it seemed like at that tombstone thing, like I said before, I'm just speculating that I don't think that in his younger days that would be something that he would go to. And But he seemed like he was having a real good time at it, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then people were talking about the, the movie Stagecoach um, and uh, uh, the remake, which starred Anne-Margaret, uh, Bing Crosby, Red Buttons, and um, Alex Cord, who played the John Wayne part. And then, of course, they were comparing it to the original with John Wayne. It was made in the 30s, and Stagecoach was made in, I think, maybe... 1965 or something like that. It was. Uh, I enjoyed both of them. I think the first one that I saw, because uh, the some of the black and white movies like that weren't as readily available uh, on TV when we were when when I was growing up from like say the very late 60s and then 70s. But Stagecoach with Alex Cord, Bing Crosby, and Anne, Mar- Anne Margaret was on. Uh, a lot of times on Saturday morning or something like that. And I watched it, Not and I knew John Wayne had been, because I was a big fan of John Wayne, I knew that he was in a movie, Stagecoach, and it was the movie that was his breakout hit that turned that turned him into you know, a huge star, but I had never seen it. And I watched the one with Alex Cord, and Keenan Wynn plays the uh, evil dad who has these sons that are just pieces of shit <laughs> and uh alex cord that's where i th- think maybe the, one of the first things i saw him and he later went on to fame in um uh the movie air or the tv show airwolf with jam michael vincent but he made several movies uh stiletto um there's that one that he made um with stanley kramer that i like about the mercenaries and i can't remember it off the top of my head i actually bought the dvd online uh and um it's out of print i believe but it's a it's a like the last the last hand grenade or the last grenade or something like that and he plays kind of a psycho in that so i always liked alex cord because it was one of those deals where like i said i saw that when i was a little kid and i really liked it and it and it made like an impression on me so it, that movie is like a part of my childhood and even though you know maybe it's it's not as well thought of or as great as um, the John Ford movie with John Wayne um, it still has a place in my heart and I still like it and still you know there's a blu-ray of it I'd like to get um, and it didn't it did not propel Alex Cord to start him the way it did John Wayne but I thought he did a pretty good job and I was looking at some stuff in Matthew uh, Modine because he is in uh, stranger. Is it Stranger Things? I always want to say the wrong thing. I think it's, uh, meh, that show. Yeah, Stranger Things. Um, Matthew Modine is another one that, uh, I feel like a connection to because, um, it's it's almost like, um, one of those guys that you grew up with, like the guys uh, I talked about last week in The Outsiders. Uh, maybe close to the same age as me, so I've almost grown up with them at the same uh, same rate. And now that Matthew Modine's getting older, and I'm you know close to the same age and everything, and you've seen him when I saw him show up in the last thing I had seen him in was the Batman movies with Christian Bale, and um, at least the one with Bane. I can't remember if he's in the other ones, um, but 
I hadn't seen him in anything for a while. And then when I saw him in Stranger Things, I was like, oh, fuck, there's Matthew Modine. And, and he's, he's you know, aging, just like we all do, I guess. And um, But let me see how old that cock sorker is. Okay, he was born in 59. I was born in 65, so he's a little bit older. But I always liked him. I mean, you know, he played in some some uh, crappy movies, like that pirate movie, uh, which wasn't his fault. That was one of those ones that with him and... I think Gina Davis and it was a huge flop and it had so many problems um just making it they had two other people in mind I don't know if it was Michael Douglas and and um oh what's her name from Romancing the Stone or whoever it was and they had all kind of problems they recasted and they weren't as really as big as stars Cutthroat Island uh, but they had so many problems with that. That would be one to watch to do on the show. Or I would like to see, like, I always get back to, to uh, Feminine Critique because I like to get their perspective. Because, number one, they they can come up with stuff that they, like I said, it's just a different perspective. I don't know if I, would, if I necessarily want to say it's a... The, the feminine perspective or the 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 perspective of a woman it's not that it's just a different perspective than myself but they crack me up they will come up with shit and just crack me up that's why if they watch like uh hallmark tv movies or um um what's the one channel that my mom and i watched at the beach that's not hallmark that's the fucking uh it's that channel that has all the sleazy fucking uh uh stories on it about the babysitter coming and living with the people and, you know, trying to kill the mom and screwing everybody. Like every movie was, had sort of the same plot, but it, we watched them. We we're like, man, these are really good. But Emily and Christine reviewing them is, is just fucking hilarious. And I would like to, I would like to see what they thought of cutthroat Island. But one thing about Matthew Modine, Matthew Modine, I'm trying to see some of the things that I've seen him in almost like a, um, when I did that show about Quaid, just going up through here and see. Of course, now Birdie, with him and Nicolas Cage, I love that fucking movie. Now, it's a Vietnam movie, but it was one that was shown on HBO quite a bit. And I believe Peter Gabriel did the um, did the uh, music for it, which was awesome. It's about a guy that... It's shot in two sections. You have a uh, part where that goes back in the past when they're kids and then you have a part uh which is during the vietnam era in america at home and it's really a, a crushing movie as far as friendship and someone dealing with mental illness that loses their mind and it shows how they got to that point and when you see all the stuff that they did and when they were kids, it adds that innocence. It's almost like the deer hunter with De Niro and uh, Christopher Walken and John Savage, where uh, Meryl Streep, where you see how they were before they went to war. And then you see the different people that came back. And that's a really good movie. I really like it. And then the next thing, that was 84. That was, I mean, I was a senior in high school, baby. I don't know streamers. I don't think I know that, that one. So maybe Birdie was the first thing. Then Mrs. Sofal, which was uh, Matthew Modine and Mel, it was more of a Mel Gibson and Diane Keaton movie. Um, 
and it's a true story uh, that took place in Pittsburgh. If you go up there now, they still have, uh, it's not the jail, but it was in downtown Pittsburgh, there was, it was the jail, and it was this great big uh, sandstone building uh, right in the middle of town, and that's where you went when you went to jail. And they had these two brothers on, um, I, think, I don't know if they were on death row, I think they might have been on death row, or at least life in prison or whatever. And Mrs. Sofel, who was the wife of the warden, would go in and read to them. And, uh, well, you're reading to Mel Gibson. He's a pretty good-looking guy, and he was pretty charismatic. And he put the, the he, I think he kind of seduced her, and she helped him escape. And um, it wasn't a huge success, but I like that movie. And I, I, that's one I haven't seen in a while. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Harry Tracy with, um, maybe it's because they came out at the same time. But it's more of like a realistic western that's not as much a shoot 'em up or something like that as it is a uh, um, just a, a period piece. But I really like it. I'd need to find that one. I have not seen that one in a long time. Uh, then, of course, Vision Quest. I think that's when um, um, Matthew Modine, really, Modine, Modine, whatever. Um, I think that was the one that he really uh, just took off um and we reviewed that one on the show that's the one about the high school wrestler uh who is driven to he wants to be the best but the thing i liked about that one was is that loudon swain the character that matthew modine played um he was not a he was a jock and he was a very good very good at what he did but he wasn't that macho kind of guy that you that you would probably end up hating. He was kind of a nerdy guy, and kind of a he had a sweet personality, a very nice and friendly guy. That uh, uh, and then of course, you, uh, what's her name shows up. Um, oh my goodness, Linda Fiorentino, and she shows up, and uh, it was just perfect, especially if you were a young a young guy at the time, where the um, it was like your fantasy where some hot uh, kind of rocker chick shows up and her car breaks down and she's got she, your dad. She ends up staying with you and you're like, oh my god, you know, and you're 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 awkward and looking at her and just thinking about her and beating your meat and everything else. That's a good movie. I like it. And I, we were like I said, we reviewed it and uh, you go back and listen to that show. Maybe I'll find it and post the um, post the uh, link for it. Uh, then we go up to Full Metal Jacket again. Um, holy cow, that's a that one is a classic Vietnam uh, war movie, uh, anti-war movie, and war movie. Guy, you know, you had the the two parts. The um, um, basic training thing. Uh, I was going to say it launched R. Lee Ermey, and it probably did because he he played. Uh, a drill instructor in Boys from Company C where he pretty much more or less played himself. Uh, The character of Sergeant Hardman in Full Metal Jacket was not Arlie Ermey. He was playing a character and he even said himself, he said you know, if somebody would have been like old Sergeant Hartman, he goes, somebody would have killed him a long time ago, you know because he was that big, he was just a bastard whereas in uh, Boys from Company C your job was to tear the guys down and then build them back up. Uh, and Hardman 
took it to another level. He did that, but he also was so rough and so hard that, um, you know, he was, he was breaking the guys and, uh, especially uh, like private pile. And I always thought of that movie as, um, a, what if the real Gomer pile from the TV show with Jim neighbors, uh, went, was going to go to Vietnam, what it would really be like somebody that was that kind of backwards and goofy, country boy and there was a lot of goofy country boys and shit like that that went to vietnam but i'm just saying it's just something i like to you know it's horrible but that you like to think about because you know gomer pyle was such a kind of a caricature and such a you know it was a comedy yeah people say well gomer pyle never went to vietnam and you know it's like fucking uh they didn't take uh hogan lebeau uh kinchlow and those guys uh newkirk and fucking hang them or line them up against the wall and shoot them either when they were escaping left and right on Hogan's Heroes. But, you know, it's a comedy. Um, let's see, what else we got? Married to the Mob, I have not seen that in forever. I saw it in the theater. It's uh, Matthew Modine and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, is it Bob Hoskins? I can't remember who the, the, the husband was. Alec Baldwin is also in that. Uh, Charles Napier with his big old chin Joan Cusack who I love uh, I'm trying to think who the husband was in that maybe it was maybe it was Alec Baldwin um, of course Michelle Pfeiffer's married to a mobster and um, he's a caricature pretty much of a mobster and Matthew Modine falls in love with her and they kind of have a little thing going on and la 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 and you know, it's a it's a it's a funny movie. I haven't seen it in a while. Again, a movie to compare that to. Oliver Platt is also in that. Uh, Dean Stockwell, uh, but um, uh, uh, Colin Quinn. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Chris Isaac. No, I wanna fall in love. Al Lewis, isn't that the grandpa from the Munsters? Man, this is an all-star cast, Daddy O. Uh, Jonathan Demi. Um. The movie with Bette Midler and Nick Nolte down and out in, in uh, is it down and out in Los Angeles or Hollywood or whatever? Um, like I said, those movies, that's one that comes to mind. I think it's just more or less because they came out around the same time, plus um, just had the feel of that time. So it's a little companion piece. Uh, Gross Anatomy, I know I saw that. That was a one and out thing. I think I remember it being pretty good, but I have not seen it since it was the theater. It was like a uh, probably a minor hit, uh, kind of a uh, like like Kevin Bacon as the bicycle messenger that kind of movie. Uh, it is uh, Matthew Modine and Daphne Zuniga who was in the she she not the sure thing, um, the one with um, say anything with John Cusack. She was the girl, or no? Maybe she was the sure thing. Who was the say anything girl? Daphne Zeninga. Maybe she was in both of them. She was in the sure. Th- oh, she was in the sure thing. She was the one that rode with him in the car, and you know uh, that was a pretty fucking funny movie. That's another one, man. Well, I need to watch that one. Uh, who was in say anything? Who was the girl in that? Tell me, people. I'm asking you a question. Speak to me. You motherfucker, you son of a bitch. She was in Vision Quest also. Hmm, sure thing. 
Depeche Mode, but not tonight. She was in that video. She played Margot. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gross Anatomy with Modine. Maybe I need to watch it. Let me write that down. I, I need to go back and watch Gross Anatomy. I bet you it's out of print, though. That's probably why I haven't seen it. And where the hell's all my pens at, baby? I got a pencil. A number two fucking pencil. It's about as sharp as uh, my penis. Uh, gross Anatomy believe that is maybe Matthew Modine is going to become a doctor or something. Let's see here. What's the synopsis say? A smart first-year med student takes nothing seriously except the pursuit of his gross anatomy, human dissection, uh, or his gross anatomy uh, lab partner. That must be Zaninga. I liked her. Um, it's up to her and their teacher to find a way to convince to convince him to take his studies seriously. Well, what a jerk. What's going on with him? What's this, uh, oh, Phantom Thread with uh, Daniel, supposedly going to be Daniel Day-Lewis's uh, last movie. I need to see that. That that uh, trailer looks good. Who is his teacher in this? Uh, Christine Lottie's in it. Not a lot of people in this that I see that I recognize. My my God, Uh, Rutanaya Alda. I don't know if she's related to Alan Alda. Boy, this one is a void of stars. It sure is. Yeah, I don't see anybody in there that's really that recognizable. But I still want to. I wonder. You know what? I wonder if that is on. Um. That might be one that you'd catch on YouTube for free, since it's probably not really readily available. I think I figured out Google. I don't think Google's watching. Watching. I think I was just typing it. If you type in www, type in the actual address. Gross Natomi movie. I wanna fall in love. It's always someone gonna break your heart. Uh, it says full movie, one hour and forty nine minutes. Uh, let me click on it and see if it's one of those ones that uh, says, "Yeah, uh, you have to pay two dollars ninety nine cents." They always pull that fucking shit. Put it on there for free, you son of a bitch. Who the hell's gonna watch that goddamn thing? <laughs> Wait a minute, is it on here? Uh, nope, they fucked me again. I thought uh, if if it if if uh, there's another one that says full movie in HD. If one of them comes up and says you have to pay, don't click on any other ones because you're, you're going to have to pay. But anyway, I want to see that. I'll watch it. Why not? Maybe I'll get it on iTunes. Let's go back here to Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine. Memphis Bell. I still have not seen that. Uh, Pacific Heights. I saw that. That's got Michael Keaton. And I believe that is Donnie Johnson's uh, lady, Melanie Griffith, and Matthew Modine. They own a um, like a big duplex or something, and to pay the rent or to pay the mortgage, they are renting out uh, uh, like one of the apartments. They have it divided, and uh, Michael Keaton moves in. And that was a mistake. And I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, but I remember that movie, and it's pretty good. And Michael Keaton, yeah, don't rent to Michael Keaton. The uh, Wind, I don't know what that is, but it makes me want to sing Cat Stevens. 
It stars uh, Matthew Modine, Jennifer Grey, and Cliff Robertson. Yeah, that's a sailing movie. It's kind of like the, the, there was a sailing movie with uh, Jeff Bridges, and I never saw it either. White Squall. I, that one passed me by. I'm not that interested in sailing. I should watch those because who gives a shit? Maybe, you know, neither one of them I don't think did very well, but they might be okay. Uh, shortcuts. Was that the one about the... No, the day... The day-to-day lives of several suburban Los Angeles residents. Oh, that's one of those ones that's got, like, different stories. Andy McDowell, Bruce Davison, Jack Lemon, Julianne Moore, Matthew Modine, Ann Archer, Fred Ward, Jennifer Jason Lee, Chris Penn. Again, they each one of these people probably worked for about, you know, not even a day. Probably just for a few hours or something. Like, maybe a day. Uh, Lily Tomlin, Tom Waits, Francis McDormand, Peter Gallagher. Uh Dig it. Uh, Lori Singer. Forgot it. I mean, she kind of disappeared. Uh, I love it. Buck Henry. God damn. Huey Lewis. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Susie Kuzak. I wonder if that's relation to John. Alex Trebek. Jesus Christ, man. This one might be worth watching just to see all these fucking people. Some of those, some of those movies like that aren't too bad. Um, where they have like just kind of lots of different stories about a certain city. You know, in the city, in the, you know, uh, um, now he kind of just was making some TV. Maybe, maybe his, uh, star is starting to, uh, starting to, uh, kind of get some tarnish on it. Bye bye, love. Bye bye, happiness. That's Randy Quaid, Paul Reiser, and Matthew Modine. Janine Garofalo, Amy Brenneman, Eliza Dushku. Jesus Christ, she must have only been fucking. Four years old. That's 1995. That's, yeah, she's not that old now. What's this all about? This is the story about the breakup of a family. In particular, it focuses on lifestyle of three divorced men. Eh, that sounds like a real fucking uh, uplifting movie. And then we come to Cutthroat Island, 1995. Holy shit. Gina Davis, who I like. Matthew Modine and Franklin Jala. Franklin Jala... He played Dracula. Stan Shaw's in this from Boys from Company C. Morgan Adams and her slave, William Shaw, are on a quest to recover the three, por- the three portions of a treasure map. Unfortunately, the final portion is held by her murderous uncle, Dog. I bet you that's Franklin Jella. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, her crew is skeptical of her leadership, so she's the leader. Uh, so she must complete her uh, quest before they mutiny against her. This is made yet more difficult by the efforts of the British Crown to end her uh, puritanical raids. Okay, this one was just full of uh, bullshit. Uh, Rennie Harlan. Okay, Oliver Reed was originally classed, uh, cast as... Mordecai Fingers, but he was fired after getting in a bar fight and mooning Gina Davis. Well, there you go. Some of the shit that's going on now. (laughs) Okay, Matthew Modine, several years later, went on to record and explain some of the reasons why the film cost spiraled so much and became such an expensive flop. He cited one example where cases uh, cases of V8 juice were shipped 
out to Malta expressly for director Rennie Harlan and his wife Gina Davis. Oh, I see. This is a vanity piece uh, for <laughs> Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis, so they are to blame. Uh, towards the end of the shoot, the juice uh, was served up uh, for everybody as uh, there was an entire room of it to dispense. So they ordered all that goddamn shit and spent all the money, all this uh, loot to get it over there, and they didn't even drink the goddamn that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch! According to Guinness Book of Records, the film is the biggest financial loss uh, to this to this date. Uh, the total cost was 115 million. Um, total box office earnings were 10 million. Wow. Okay. <laughs> One point, Gina Davis and Rennie Harlan begged to be let go of the film, knowing the film would be a disaster. Well, goddamn, whose fault's that? You motherfucker! You in charge! Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas originally agreed to do the film on, on two conditions. Filming had to start immediately because he was uh, only available for a limited time, and his character had to have the same amount of screen time as Gina Davis. Douglas uh, eventually pulled out, claiming that Davis's role was expanded as uh, at his character's expense. Davis wanted to quit when Douglas did, but she was contractually obligated. After Douglas quit, Rennie Harlan was so preoccupied with trying to find a male lead that the set construction and script uh, work were done without his input. Well, Jesus Christ. Sounds to me like old Rennie. Uh, let's see who we got here. Tom Cruise, Daniel Day-Lewis, Keanu Reeves. Liam Neeson, Jeff Bridges, Rafe Fiennes, Charlie Sheen, Russell Crowe, Tim Robbins, Gabriel Byrne, and Michael Keaton all reportedly turned down the role, the the male lead role. The only one that I see here, okay, now, if they made it a really fucking serious badass movie like Master and Commander, of course you could see Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, he's fan-fucking-tastic in anything. Liam Neeson, maybe I could see him, but Liam Neeson and Gabriel Byrne, uh... Ray Fines at that time, eh, I don't know. Russell Crowe, I don't think he was that huge at that time, was he? So you're kind of hit and miss. Matthew Modine described Oliver Reed. I'd heard these stories about Oliver Reed. I think it's it it is all bunk. Oliver was a gentleman. Sure, he had a reputation as a man who enjoyed a drink, but only offset his reputation as an actor is stellar, professional. I stand by that. God rest his soul. Well, there you go. I wonder if old Rennie and uh, Gina fucking split up after this turd because this is you know uh you look at all the pirates of the caribbean movies and shit like that that uh that ended up being a big hit i need to watch that because i guarantee you it's horrible but still you know what are you gonna do you gotta watch it i mean it's it's if it's that bad and it's that big of a what what do you call that uh, a legendary turd you know here's an abel ferrara movie that matthew modine was in the blackout a debauched Hollywood movie actor tries to piece together one wild night in Miami years earlier, which remains a dr- which remains a drug-induced blur, and soon finds out that some questions about his past are best left unanswered. Oh, Matthew Modine, Claudia Schiffer. Okay, they were trying to make Claudia Schiffer into a movie star, and she was a model. Dennis Hopper's in that. Stephen Bauer, I kind of liked him. Nancy Ferrara. Jeez, I wonder if she's related to uh, fucking Abel. Oh, no way. He wouldn't do that. Never seen that one. Don't know if I want to. (laughs) Some of those Dennis Hopper movies are not very good, but you know what? Honest to God, Dennis Hopper and Abel in an Abel Ferrara movie? That might be pretty fucked up. Let me write that down. 
uh, CDR, I guarantee, has seen that. <laughs> he would say yay or nay. Probably nay. The blackout. Blackout. Okay. Go back to the Matthew Modinus. Let me see what else you got to give me, baby, because you just made a big, huge meth and a shitty fucking flop. And then he goes to uh, TV, made a couple movies there that I've never heard of. The Maker with Mary Louise Parker. That's an average movie, it says. Don't know anything about it. Don't even really give a fuck because, uh, you know, come on, give me a break. Uh, Equinox, 1992, with Laura Flynn Boyle, who got so skinny it became very unattractive. And Fred Ward, Equinox. Picture Marissa Tomei, E. Emmett Walsh, Dirk Blocker, the son of Haas. Twins separated at birth and living opposite lives are about to learn of each other. The substantial inheritance they are entitled to. I think I'll pass on that one too. And then you got some TV stuff. And he did not. What's the next big thing? Oh, well, that's not any given Sunday. But that was kind of like Al Pacino and Cameron Diaz and what's his name, Jamie Foxx. So he was in it. And he's cl- trying to claw his way out of the out of the poo. In the shadows, another one. He's probably just trying to claw his way out of the poop. A hitman sent to kill a veteran Hollywood stuntman falls in love with the target's daughter. Well, it's got James Caan. That's one of those straight to DVD James Caan movies. Matthew Modine, James Caan, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Eh, God damn, he sucks. Just him being in that makes me not want to watch it. Cat Stone. I don't know. Uh, let's go back up here, see how much Matthew is clawing. TV, 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 West Wing, Hitler, The Rise of Evil. He played Fritz Gerlich. I haven't seen that. Uh, I'm not going to either. Uh, the Divorce, Hollywood North, Funky Monkey. Come on, Matthew. Oh, Transporter 2. What? Matthew Modine was in Transporter 2? Lost in Love. That looks like shit. Looks like a fucking uh, European movie where he was trying to get out of Hollywood and get a paycheck and a vacation at the same time. Got a whole bunch of uh, people I've never heard of from like Italy or something. Uh, man, he's uh, Go Go Tales. I saw that. That wasn't very good. That was the one where uh, Asia Argento French kissed the Rottweiler and made me sick of Willem Dafoe's on it. Uh, man, he's fucking just shit and all over the bed. Fuck says Garden of Eden. Okay, let me tell you something, Matthew Modine. At least fucking Dennis Quaid went through a patch. When I was doing him as the uh, uh, you know person, but goddamn, at least he got back on track there for a little bit, and he was also in that fucking football movie that you were in. <laughs> Jesus was a commie. That's a short movie. Man, I gotta scroll up here and get to something he motherfuckers in that's worth a shit because these aren't even worth talking about. The Dark Knight Rises, 2012. So he went from okay. 2012, and then he, like I said, he was in a couple of things where he was just like a in it. But the last thing he was in that was like, okay, you have Cutthroat Island from 1995, basically. The next thing he was in that uh, 
And, and you know, the Batman movie, he didn't have a big part in that. Goddamn, the next big thing he was in is... Uh, well, he hasn't been the lead in anything and for uh, since Cutthroat Island. You know, like I said, he's in Stranger Things, but he's just like a, you know... I mean, he's a pivotal character, but he doesn't do that much in it. He's not that big of a part, part in it. Uh, Stranger Things... Scrolling down. That's about it, man. Matthew Modine, man. Rennie Harlan fucked him. Let me go down here and look at Rennie Harlan. I knew he did that exorcist fucking... Oh, did my fucking mouse just go dead? <laughs> this might be the end of the show, people. My mouse, the battery just went dead in it. And we're going on two hours anyway. You just heard me talk about Matthew Modine like a goddamn lunatic. But you know what? You got to do things like this because it's Christmas, and I feel I like I like putting out a Christmas show. Or it's not even a Christmas show, but just putting out something else for you and guys. Um, I don't know what you guys think about um, what's his face, Spy Who Loved Me, and Moonraker. Uh, I'd like to hear some comments on that, maybe on the group, or you can send an email. I didn't bring the email up, and like I said, you know, you you just sat there and listened to me scroll through shit <laughs> for about a fucking hour, and that was probably boring. Um, I did watch the trip to Spain with uh, Coogan and uh, Rob Bryden. Um, of the, of course, the three that have come out, this is the weaker one, the weakest one. Uh, I like that. Really, I mean, of course, love the first one. The second one was pretty good, but it, it's kind of getting this one. You know, the the little side story was okay. I like the banter, of course, between those two. They have good chemistry and everything, but um, you know, it's sort of the same thing. All three of them are kind of the, the first one was very original, and then it's kind of started to become the same thing. But you know, it's kind of fun. You know, but like when in in the other ones when they're doing the impressions and stuff. Especially in that first one, when you've never heard a lot of those impressions. But anyway, like I said, we're going on about just a little over two hours, a couple minutes over two hours. And uh, I just thought I'd get on here and give you guys something, uh, you know, a little bit of something to listen to. Maybe get a chuckle and a laugh from the Sylvan Gold. Uh, that's what we, we is here for. Um and Loaf just sent me an email, and I'm not going to read it <laughs> on the air. <laughs> but, uh, you know, everybody that's that's been in our group, my God, I, I don't even know how long this fucking group's been going on. But um, we got Bernie Sticky. We got Emiliano. We got Chris. We got Armin, of course. Who else we got here that... Uh, Christ, man, I fucking post so much on this shit, I ought to get a life. <laughs> like I said, when you're working the shift that I work, I mean, I've, there's probably people out there like Zom's on fucking Facebook all the time. But, you know, I work all fucking night, and there's nobody, everybody's at work during the day when I'm at home. So it kind of limits your social interaction. Uh, Cecil, Cecil is like a rock of Gibraltar to silver and gold. Rolf. Love Rolf. Rolf is a good buddy. Uh, Rolf and Armin. Uh, the Frost Giant, of course. Check out Paleo Cinema and the uh, Martian Driving Podcast. Paleo Cinema Podcast 225. Hangman Also Die. That's a Fritz Long movie that I have not seen. I actually had to take a note down at that. I don't want to listen to his show until I uh, until I watch that movie. And it looks pretty good. Fritz Lang and Bert Ort Brach. 
uh, it's the first and maybe only time that they were together um, in uh, uh, collaborated there um, Soyan is another one that uh, is in our elite force Dave Mack uh, Chris H and again Chris M I don't like you know some people don't want us to say their names uh, Will is always good for a laugh sometimes not so much <laughs> ah, my buddy loaf my partner in crime my significant other <laughs> and then we have Benicio del Toro who's supported the show all through you know all the hard times uh, making good movies that I really like Dick Man and Throbin you know I like both those guys um, John Holmes stole some stuff from me so but I forgive him, you know, you can't hold a, hold a grudge, right? Uh, who else we got here? I'd like to give some people a shout-out because it's Christmas. Brian D., uh, who, oh my God, Brian found the fucking song, the, I, I don't know if it's an infamous or famous song that I was singing on one of the episodes from uh, a, um, a Euro crime movie. Uh, and he actually found the original thing, and that song was the one that was driving down the road, trying to get a sandwich, driving to my house, because I want a sandwich. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's some, I don't understand sometimes how people think that you know, maybe Willie Nelson was just a pothead because I have no problem writing great lyrics. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't have to scroll down too far for, to fucking uh, get the people that uh, we want to thank uh, for the group because uh, it's the same fucking people. It's me and about five other people. But you know what? That's And, and Erica Boy, Boyer, uh, I watched one of her porno movies today with Peter North. It was all right. It was It was kind of boring. Because of the way it was shot, I didn't um, I didn't think it was very good. But then I I uh, scooted over to uh, uh, Gina Fine, a Gina Fine movie where she was uh, get uh, having a little um, oh double trouble with a couple of uh, a couple of lads, and uh, she was always a very spirited lady. Want to thank um, who else do want to thank on here? God damn it. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> Stoyan, Armin, Cecil, <laughs> Rolf, uh, uh, Jeff, who helps us out over there on the uh, wrestling group when all the, um, what do you call it, having that um, drama. That was when I was going a little crazy. Emiliano, I think I already said Emiliano, but I like saying his name, Emiliano. He should be in a spaghetti western, man. Uh, Erica, good friend of Loaf. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. Oh, goddamn. That's about it, people. Like I said, I just want to give a couple people a shout-out. Uh, we got got uh, guys over at uh, Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, Will and... Uh, Samurai and Todd, who is uh, coming in there, is like the uh, Buddy Roberts of the Freebirds, helping out with the tag team. And now it's the they're the, the uh, uh, six man tag team of um, 
uh, podcasting or something. Todd's the, I think he's the brewery, brewery connection. You got Metal Mikey, who, uh, him and his bride, and um, uh, the Justice, I get, you know, Metal Mikey, goddamn it, you need to fucking uh, trim down the name of that goddamn podcast, because I, it's Justice something, Justice, <laughs> I can never remember the name of it, but goddamn it, it's a good one. Uh, you got the Suplex Multiplex with Justin Oberholtz or Cinemascus, Feminine Critique with Emily and Christine, the Deadly Dolls. Uh, you got uh, the goddamn uh, Talk Without Rhythm podcast with uh, what's-his-name over there, the big old Viking, hairy, um, strong-lifting guy, El Goro, who is also a luchador. You wouldn't know from looking at him that he's got all those fucking moves. Um, who else do we got out there that we... Uh, I don't even, you know what, are, are you serious podcast? Uh, you know, I don't are you, are you putting out shit? Because it seems like on the group I'm the only one on there fucking posting anything. Uh, you got a few people on there that post every once in a while, but I think uh, Frank and uh, Mr. Chris may have, uh, may have, uh, uh, abandon that uh, it's like an old house that you know, just come in there I might start doing a show <laughs> I think they I think it's like they fucking uh, they took off maybe they had to go out of town or something they left the, they left the show unattended or whatever um, but anyway people uh, everybody Merry Christmas Happy Holidays uh, Hanukkah is over but I'll wish you a Happy Hanukkah and any other thing you know Hail Satan uh, any other thing that you celebrate, as long as you're doing it uh, with your family and friends. And like I said, you know, um, just taking this time of the year to appreciate everything you have and everything that, uh, uh, you know, all the gifts. And I'm not talking about the prizes and the presents and stuff, but just good friendship, good friends, family, um, good food. Go out there and just have a good time. Don't let it get to you. Have a good time. And uh, like I said, you know, if you want to shout out, I'm sure, Christ's sakes, there's we're all, a lot of us are online here and there. And uh, if you if you you know are feeling down, got the blues, or you just want to talk or something, uh, if I'm around, shoot me an email. Like I said, I'm probably going to be trying to sleep and then going doing my Christmas stuff and then going to work. But you know, uh, me loaf anybody, Big Willie, hell, I remember. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was. It was a long time ago. Uh, uh, it was before Sylvan Gold even existed. And I sent Will a fucking email about something that had happened online that really uh, bothered me. And uh, I just needed to ask him. I said, you know, well, what's going on? You know, I saw something and, it, and, and I feel like, you know, something's involving me and I don't even know about it. And, and uh, he told me what's going on and, you know, and kind of, you know, it wasn't, it was not a big deal you know, but, uh, uh, had something to do with, a, a band and, uh, Stacy Jacks and, you know, it, it was, and it, it was, it didn't mean anything. And even the P the, the person didn't even mean anything by it, but I didn't know anything about it. And so when I heard it, I thought I took it personally, like, okay, what the fuck's going on? You know? And, and, uh, you know, Will was there. I mean, he was even doing his, he was even doing his Christmas stuff. But when he saw my thing, he's, he emailed me and we talked about it a little bit and he goes, Hey man, it's nothing to worry about. Uh, don't, you know, don't let it bother you. Don't let it get to you. Everything's cool, you know, and that's the, you know, what we're all here for. We're all friends. And, you know, like I said, I'd never say, um, 
you know, to our fans out there because, you know, we're, we're just a little show and, um, we just get on here and talk and we're all friends, you know, we're friends just like we were friends. We would be friends if we were all sitting around, you know, drinking a beer and watching movies and, you know, doing stupid shit and having a good time. So everybody have a good time. I'm going to get off here and maybe catch a few Z's. I got some hockey coming on tonight. The Flyers are playing, I think, the fucking Blue Jackets. They got beat last night. And I got to wrap some presents. So I got to go to sleep and maybe get up and uh, wrap some presents so I don't have to do it all in a rush. So adios muchachos. And this is Dr. Zom. uh, And speaking for Loaf, everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and try to be safe out there because... There might be some goofballs on the road, and depending on where you're at, you might have some ice and snow, too. And maybe Santa Claus cramps me out there, too, baby. You give him a bionic elbow, you grab him in a headlock, put him in the, in the head scissors, and squeeze real hard, baby. Dr. Zom, thin. Uh-uh. Dr. Zom, what? <laughs>